This is the Game Time Guru Podcast, where I interview sports figures from all over the world to help deliver a panoramic view on sports. So whether you're a former athlete, one of the crazies, or simply a casual sports fan, this is the perfect show for you as we peel back the curtains and learn from our guests every single week. I'm your host, Shane Larson, and I'm helping you see sports through a different lens. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome out to another episode of the Game Time Guru Podcast. My name is Shane Larson, host of the show, almost six years running now uh, in, in the end of January. Sorry, the beginning of January will be six years of doing this show, 179 countries that we're currently in worldwide, uh, and every single Friday we do a new episode. Now, I want to let you guys know that this episode is being brought to you by Nation's Best. All right, so Nation's Best NIL Athletes is sponsoring this podcast, and we're having an NIL athlete from Nation's Best on the podcast to discuss this with us. I'm going to encourage you guys to go into the description of the podcast. I'm going to link Nation's Best NIL Athletes page here below so you guys can go there and check it out, uh, follow them, and see all the athletes that are on that page. But big shout-out to Nation's Best for the partnership in which we have you know, created here over the last couple of years with them. But uh, anyway, with that being said, as we move forward into the interview, I'm bringing on one of the athletes. His name is CJ Anthony, professional athlete. We're going to talk to him about his experience, um, and everything he's got going on right now. So, CJ, thanks so much for joining the show, brother. Uh, no problem, man. I'm just ready to get started, man. You know, it's been a journey, uh, you know. Um, I love it because it made me who I am, but I'm, I'm, ready to, I'm ready to roll. Yeah, you said it's been a journey, man. So a journey. Let's talk about that, the journey. Um, I talk about this with a lot of athletes that I coach and so forth. The journey. Mm -hmm. There's a lot to learn in the journey, right? People just hear that word over and over and over. But when you really have been through a journey, so to speak, there's a lot to learn and unpack from there. So that's what I would love to kind of do here in this interview is kind of learn about how you got to where you're at currently and like what we're planning on doing moving forward. But I want to unbox that journey discussion here. So let's rewind the clock a little bit, CJ, and talk about your your background in, in athletics um, and, and kind of get to know where you're at now and how you got there. So let's talk about, you know, when was the first time you picked up a ball and decided you were going to be playing at an elite level? Like, when did you know that? Like, when did you know you were going to, you could be a professional athlete? Um, when I first started, I don't want to be cocky, but when I first started, uh, I was in middle school and I had a coach, you know, um, I always play, you know, like neighborhood ball or whatever, but I never had a chance to really, you know, play organized and, you know, fully padded. So I had this coach and, um, he was like, Hey man, we having trials. You're pretty good. You know, at recess and stuff, I think you should come play. It was in middle school. I think it was seven, sixth grade, going into seventh grade summer. And I actually, um, ended up grabbing a ball, man. And, you know, it really took off from there, man. I, I I started off catching so good, and my my catching skills and just my speed was just so good, man. It was just like, hey, we gotta, you know what I mean? So once he, a coach like pulled me to the side and told me that, I knew that I had a gift, and I knew if I fell in love with it, which I did early, that I could I could go far. Like I knew that for a fact. And you know, when you love something, if you truly love it, nothing can stop you. So that's that's the type of time I'm on right now. <laughs> No, I love that, man. So at a very young age, you kind of knew you knew you were special, man. You knew there was something there, and the others did too. So let's talk about your high school career. Uh, where did you play high school ball at, and what was uh, the experience like uh, playing for your high school? Um, I played high school ball in, uh, in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm from Atlanta, Georgia, uh, at Westlake High School. Um, a lot of people know about the school. A lot of people kind of don't, and it's kind of surprising because uh, we got a lot of phenoms from there. 
you know, besides my myself, you know, I'm still making history to today. I mean, you know, as of today, I'm still making writing my story. But uh, we got some great alumni that went there. Uh, you know, I don't want to talk about anybody else, but you know, some big names like Cam Newton, Pac Man Jones. You know, um, it's a it's a lot of great players that came out of that school. So. I honestly knew I was going to end up going there and I wanted to go to a school like that so I could set my a certain standard, you know what I mean? And that experience was so great, man. It's to the fact that like, you know, it's like, you know, they accepted you for you, but you had to come in there and you had to work hard. And if you didn't, you know, you definitely heard about it. So it was cool to go to practice. If you missed it, it was like, man, you know, they say like, you know, sometimes people will say, hey, you can't even sit right here, bro. You ain't even come to practice. So it kind of gave you that throwback kind of swag to, you know, the old high school football and um, it brought like a, a certain image, you know what I mean? It didn't matter what you were doing, but you had to stand for something at that school. So that school really brought out the best in me, you know what I mean? Being around those great athletes and, you know, being on that pedestal like that. And um, that's a great school, honestly. You know, from my opinion, that's the, the best school in Georgia, you ask me. Yeah, so that's actually a good point there. You, you know, you had a lot of – there's a big pedigree there that went there. You had a lot of, you know, good athletes that you could look up to. I guess for the, the high school athletes that are out there today – they sometimes what I what I see CJ is that you talk to them and they don't really understand what it takes to get to the next level because they've never been there nor have they seen it and sometimes the culture that culture that mindset goes into their high school and to their coaching staffs and so forth so these kids are like shell shocked when they get to the next level to play at college ball because they weren't used to it they weren't truly preparing for that next level they didn't realize what it was going to take in the weight room they didn't realize what it was going to be like from a mindset standpoint when you get to the next level so I guess. Talk to us about that at your high school. You said that you were elevated because, you know, you were around such, you know, great athletes and so forth. But what were the trainings like? What was what was the weight room like? What was the mindset and the culture like at your high school? Yeah, my high school was ridiculous, bro. Just the, the weight room and, the, you know, the culture and, and just the swag that they had is like, you know, it's kind of like, you know, how can I say it? It's like you went to high school and you played for high school. You know you're going to be a pro if you made it out. And you were pretty good at our school. Like it's crazy. Like and it's, it's no joke. Like it, it's it's like honestly, the workouts and stuff, man, were like just crazy. The athletes were crazy. The coaches were, you know, on us. Like you know, like the pros already. And I kind of figured, I'm like, man, this is what it's gonna be like. But I knew that it had to be something special and something great. And those players came from that school because of the way they they carried it. You know what I mean? So just you know, the grit, the grind, and you know the. You know, of course, we had summer workouts. I think one summer, man, we had like, I want to say like 25, 110 to come back, like fresh from summer. So, you know, if you was if you was BSing and you weren't in shape, bro, like you were, they were going to see it instantly. And they're going to get it out of you. So, and it's just like, man, it, when you're around these great athletes and these great coaches and, you know, these people that have been somewhere and actually seen something and been to these top, you know, facilities and stuff like that, you can kind of tell the difference, you know. And I think that's the difference between now and, um, you know, back in my, my high school days, which is about seven years ago. Um, long story short, you know, it, it's just back then, you know, we were more hungrier, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. and, and I'm not saying it to take anything away from these athletes, but it's like, you know, um, I think honestly, you know, it's getting a little soft, you know what I mean? Like it's not it's not as hardcore and, and you know, the workouts are not as hard anymore. You know, I don't know if it's because of health reasons, you know, um, you know, it's a lot of things in the news, but, you know, coaches over pushing players and this stuff like that. But back then, man, you honestly, the coaches honestly got the best out of you and made you the best athlete you could honestly be in high school. You know, that you really need to break your body down and, and make you become a young man. Because, you know, at the high school, you're a man. You know what I mean? So it was just amazing, man. Like everything, the whole runaround.
it's interesting you said that, CJ, because a friend of mine who played high school football at my high school, we we um, were one of the top. We were the top team in the state my senior year, uh, but it's in Idaho, right? But we were ranked in the top thirty in the country and stuff that particular year. And our coach had a lar- large part to do with that because he changed the culture. So back then, two thousand and six is when I graduated high school. But back then, like you said, it was a different it was a different mentality than it is now. You didn't have restrictions on like you could you could do three a day practices. You could do all yep. these things. You didn't have restrictions like they do now. And he told me one of my buddies who played offensive line, he went on went on to play uh, college ball over in Oregon at one of the smaller schools in Oregon. I think it was Eastern Oregon, so a smaller one. Um, he told me he goes, dude, our high school practices and our high school weight training sessions were harder than college. Like they, like coach yeah. had prepared them for that. Now yeah. it's a little different story, yeah. But it's like it's what you reminded me of when you just said that. Like it's a different. Yeah. And that's definitely true. That's definitely true, bro. You know, I had a, a, a you know, I'm, I'm not going to go far ahead. I'm just waiting till we get to that point. But I had a college that was something similar to it, but it definitely got me anything. Like those workouts, bro, I promise you, it was just, man, it was, I, it's, I can't even explain it. It's like sometimes you felt like you was in a whole nother world. Like when you got done up with those workouts, bro, it's like it, mentally and physically, like you're gone. And it's like, wow, I did that. I can get through anything in life. Like that's how bad it was. And that's how amazing it was. You know what I mean? Totally, man. Totally. Well, let's talk about your college experience too. So you go from high school. Uh, what, what was the trend? Well, first off, tell us what college you went to and then talk to us about the transition from high school to college. What was like maybe the hardest transition for you on that particular piece? Um, I honestly, uh, you know, I had a lot of, a lot of big schools coming out of high school, you know, that was interested in me, but I kind of, I was kind of, you know, struggling in the classroom. You know, I had some off the field problems that I was dealing with, you know, with my family. I had a death of my family, uh, you know, after high school, which is my brother, he actually, uh, you know, he died in 2015 and um, that kind of took a toll on me. So I took the Juco route. You know what I mean? Even though I had, you know, schools like Clemson, Ohio State and Ole Miss, Southern Miss, you know, that was interesting. But I couldn't get in because mentally I wasn't there. You know what I mean? And I was I was kind of tore up. So I actually took a year off, ended up going to, um, uh, you know, junior college. I started off at um, I'm going to Garden City and it was an amazing school. Uh, Kind of like Westlake, definitely with the, uh, I think Tyreek Hill went there, uh, Mike Hughes, uh, Levante David. Um, there were some great players that went there that's still in the league today, and they're dominating. So it's like, it, it kind of shows you, like, if you go through certain, certain programs, man, like, and you get around these certain coaches, they will inbred in you and, and teach you things that you need for your life to succeed, and it will stay with you the whole journey, like the, your whole career. So... Honestly, I think high school, you know, made me into that guy and it got me ready for college. And, the, you know, the college experience at Ju- uh, at Garden City is where it was crazy, man. Like, it was number one Juco in the country. We was number one. So we had the number one quarterback. We had, like, the number number one r- running back in the nation, number two number two running back in the nation. We had, like, the number five linebacker. So it was just, like, it was a second chance place for, like, all the top athletes, you know, whether academically they couldn't meet it or they kind of got in trouble and they had a second chance and they came to Garden City. And um, behind those great coaches and stuff, uh, you know, man, it, it, it was just amazing. You know what I mean? And it was kind of like Westlake. The workouts were ridiculous. But, you know, I was able to get through them because of how I started. You know what I mean? At a young age. So it was amazing. Is this the same Garden City that was on Last Chance U? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. Were, you, actually, were you part I, of that series at all? Like, was that yeah. before that? At the beginning, um, I actually ended up leaving. And uh, I, I had left Juco. I left Juco and went straight pro. Like, I went straight pro. Um, I actually ended up attending um, the Spring League Combine um, in uh, 2000, 
19, I think, or 2018. And I actually, uh, you know, I had a little, you know, limo with the, with the Lions, and I was supposed to sign with them, man, but I wasn't vaccinated. And that's when the vaccination and stuff, you know, was kind of, you know, required to get in, you know, especially if you were a rookie trying to get in. And I went to the uh, Spring League Combine. I ran a 4-3, jumped like 11-6 broad, you know, and they were, they were on me, you know what I mean? And, and I came in at 6-3, like 205. They're like, oh, yeah, we want them, we want them. And, um, you know, I wasn't vaccinated, so they actually took a veteran over. But, you know, that's how the game goes. And I, and I wasn't just jumping on the vaccination at the time. So um, that's what happened with that. But, uh, yeah, the Garden City Netflix ch uh, Last Chance You thing was amazing, bro. But I actually ended up leaving, and they actually lost. So a coach called me, you know, after the championship, like, hey, man, we needed you. We only scored three points. I think they lost, like, two to three. So it was crazy, like. And it was it was on ESPN, too. So it was pretty big. But, yeah, that's my experience as uh, far as that. But I actually ended up leaving and. Like I said, I ended up going straight into pro after that. And then that's how my journey stopped with uh, the school thing. Man, so that's that's a unique story, though, because not many people go JUCO to the pros. A lot of go, guys go JUCO to D2 or D1. Yeah. Uh, going straight from JUCO to the pros, you can really say you're a JUCO product for sure because real that's, a, <laughs> that's a true JUCO product, I, man. That's, that's wild. And I don't, I don't want to promote that, but it's like, you know, it, I just want to let people know, like, if there's a will, there's a way. You know what I mean? It's a million ways to get to a destination nowadays. You know what I mean? That's the thing about life now. You know, like we say, uh, you know, it's gotten kind of soft and stuff like that. But it's different avenues you can take nowadays that you don't have to really go the regular route to get to a certain destination. You know what I mean? It's just as long as you got what it takes, now, nowadays they'll let you in the door. You know what I mean? You kind of got to kick it down. But if you got what it takes, they'll, they'll give you a shot, you know. And I, and I got that shot coming up this year. Yes, sir. That's awesome, man. That's super cool to hear. So, Going into the pros, what was your first experience as a professional athlete? Um, talk to us about that. Like, what was the first league that you got into? And you talked about the spring league, so you did the spring league. Um, and then after that, what was the next journey? What was the next steps? Um, I ended up going to the FCF uh, beginning of this year. Um, and it was, a, it was a pretty cool experience. Um, you know, a lot of great players played in the Johnny Menzel. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Martavius Bryant was in it. So it was, I, we were a lot, of, uh, a lot around a you know, just a lot of great players, you know, that, that had been in those big organizations and we could kind of see the difference and, you know, how they carry themselves and stuff. So that was great. But for the most part, um, I was playing offense, you know what I mean? And um, I honestly wanted to play both sides and they were kind of, you know, trying to egg me on like, no, we had three receivers, you know, go pro from, um, you know, um, on offense, you know, three receivers go pro, like straight from FCF. And I was like, yeah, okay, cool. You know what I mean? So I kind of took it, but I really wanted to play defense. And um, they didn't let me do it. So, you know what I mean? Um, I probably played like two games with them. And then I end up, uh, you know, just coming back to the crib, man, just working out. Because um, I had a couple of scouts come for me. They wanted to see me at safety. And I'm telling the, the coaches. And they weren't trying to listen to me. So, that didn't work out either. So, you know, I ran into a lot of, you know, stops and uh, red lights, man. A lot, of red, a lot of stop signs and red lights on my way here. And um, next thing I know, I end up jumping into the XFL combine out in Hawaii. And I tore it up and they were just like, oh, yeah, we want you. You know what I mean? And it was still a journey because um, I went out there. I didn't run as fast as I wanted to. I think I ran a 4-4, but I, I strided it. So they knew that, too. So they was like, man, you didn't even run for real. You know what I mean? So that was a great experience. And then after that, I um, actually ended up, uh, you know, they had like the, you know, the personal team workouts. Um, I had went, um, you know, so that was like, what, in July? And then, um, so like three months went by and I'm thinking I'm good, I'm in, you know what I mean? But you know, it's a lot more things that you got to do to get there. You know, it's not that easy. That was, if it was that easy, everybody would have did it. Yeah. I ended up, you know, going to a, per, a couple personal workouts and um, I ended up tearing those up too. You know what I mean? I think the last one I went to was the one in Orlando. And um, I had caught two interceptions, 
um, in Orlando and uh, the pre-draft workout. And then, you know, that was pretty big. And then I, after that, I kind of knew that I was going to get in somewhere. You know what I mean? And um, the rest was history, man. I just, you know, waited my turn and, you know, prayed about it and just, you know, sat down and, you know, just worked out and just, you know, you played a waiting game then. But I had did everything I needed to do to get in there. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, there was And it, was a lot, it wasn't a lot of guys my size, so I knew that I had a shot. You know what I mean? I'm 6'3", 215 at safety, so – and I run a four three, so that's that's pretty rare. You haven't seen that. <laughs> that's scary, man. Six three two fifteen running a four four is wild, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's wild. So you know what's? I want to I want to ask you for some advice here, then CJ, for for any of the athletes that are listening there right now, because obviously with this being sponsored by Nation's Best NIL Athletes, like we want to make sure that like any of these guys that are listening to you, guys, girls, whomever. One thing I've noticed from you is in your story through this journey that we're unboxing here you have had multiple opportunities that were like maybe unorthodox, but like you got to go to these personal workouts. You got to go to the spring league. You got to go to the XFL combine in Hawaii. But each time that you were given those opportunities, you literally performed when the, the lights were on because sometimes athletes have to perform and they get scared, but, it, but that's maybe be your only opportunity. It's possible. It could be your only opportunity. So maybe what advice would you give CJ to these younger athletes when given that opportunity, how do you best prepare yourself to be able to shine and do what you do? Uh, stay ready so you don't have to get ready. You're going to get a shot. You're going to get multiple chances, but you got to stay ready. You have to stay ready because you don't know when that shot's going to come from. You don't know what call is going to come through. You don't know, you know, you don't want to go to these camps and sign up for these things and not be ready. And what I mean by that is you have to keep working out each and every day. You know, no matter if you see what's there or not, I was going, man, and I didn't see myself getting in in no certain way, but I knew I was going to, you know, something's going to pop up if I just keep showing up every day and just kept working out. You know what I mean? And I know when I got to these workouts, I was going to turn some heads. You know what I mean? Even though I didn't follow through, with, you know, like the first two, uh, you know, things that I had, workouts I had, I, I didn't follow all the way through with them. But you know what I mean? Sometimes you got to reroute, but you got to stay ready. That's the biggest, best advice I can, you know, tell these young athletes is um, stay ready so you don't have to get ready. So each and every day, you know, whether it's, you know, 30, 45 minutes to an hour, you're working out, you got to work out. If you're not working out, you're not, like, you're not helping yourself. You're already not, you know what I mean? Like, like me, I didn't go to school. I didn't have the great coaches. I mean, I didn't have nobody, no trainer, you know, pick, I, like I trained myself my whole life. That's another thing. I didn't have no trainer. I did this all myself my whole life. Promise you my speed, my, my strength, everything. I did everything myself, but it's about self-motivation and just, you know, knowing where you're trying to go and just keeping that hunger and working out every day. And you have to stay ready so you don't have to get ready. That's the best advice I have for these young athletes. So you're going to the XFL. And I want to know your your thoughts and opinions on the XFL. I mean, the XFL had its first stint. I've talked to a couple of guys on my show who who played in the XFL the first go around. And had it not been for COVID, they feel like that actually probably would have still lasted until this day. Now they're redoing it. Um, I want to know your thoughts and opinions on the XFL with the new structure and the new ownership. Um, honestly, I think that this league right here with these um owners is amazing. You know what I mean? Um, those players right because i believe in 2020 you know their ratings in there and and the numbers were going crazy man like it's to the point where i wasn't even you know worried about the nfl starting back up man i was literally watching their games and they're letting them hit you know what i mean so it was yeah. like the old throwback football you know that you can probably never get back at the top level anymore but it's it's like the xfl is just a league of opportunity man so i think this is going to be a great opportunity for a lot of great players you know the ones that got wiped out by COVID, that just like i said stayed ready so they don't have to get ready and you know what I mean? That took advantage of this opportunity and came to these combines and kind of showed these coaches and these scouts that, hey, look, 
I need a shot. You know what I mean? And I still love this game. So I believe the, uh, the XFL is going to be a, a great league this year. Um, we're actually starting up in January. Um, so I had to report in January. And um, far as I know, everything is set in stone already. You know, far as the uh, the broadcasting and stuff like that. I think that we have a deal with ESPN. So all the games are going to be on ESPN. So that's going to be pretty big. Um, I think we're playing on the weekend, so that's going to give us a lot of exposure also. You know what I mean? So it'll be Saturdays and Sundays that we'll be playing, if I'm not mistaken. And um, for the most part, everything's everything's in full circle. Everything's coming together. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I, I was a big fan of it. See, I'm a huge sports guy, and I always have said, like, football is so weird because it's the biggest sport in America. However, it's the only sport that doesn't have multiple opportunities at the professional level. I mean, it's getting there. Mm-hmm. But the NFL has monopolized everything in the professional setting for football. You're not going to have a ton of lucrative offers overseas like you can with basketball or baseball. They actually pay mm-hmm. very well overseas for some of those sports overseas, like soccer, same way. But football, mm-hmm. it's always been hard. Like there's not a lot yeah. of opportunity. So, and then even when the AAF and the XFL came out initially, like the, the NFL had a lot more restrictions. Like you can't be on both contracts. There was a lot of things. It's 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 very difficult. But now yeah. they're starting to they're starting to make improvements, and I think that this is just an opportunity. Hopefully, we don't run into a pandemic, quote unquote, uh, again, where it has to shut things down and everything goes haywire. Because I think this is such an awesome opportunity for guys like yourself to have that opportunity to get those game reps in a a full professional setting. I think that's what a lot of NFL guys struggle with is because these guys come out of college, they might have two or three years where they're trying to make a roster, but they're not getting game reps, and so by the time they get a chance. Well, yeah, they're they're probably going to be a little rusty because they haven't gotten game reps, and so it's harder for them to make roster spots as they get older in the NFL. So this just gives guys more opportunities to play at an elite level and get that film for them. So I'm excited for you, man. Like, what do you know about DC over there? Um, DC. Um, I actually I'm I'm kind of familiar with DC. This is like probably my fourth or fifth time going up there. So it's been it's been great. Uh, I know that DC is a spot, you know, a place of, you know, um. You know, it's just a great location. You know, I, I don't know. I can't speak on the other teams in XFL, but I feel like our team is, is definitely the best team. We got the best location and we have the best fans. And I know definitely from last night in our team meetings, we got the best coaching staff. Like, we got some coaches, man. I'm talking about some real throwback, just, you know, killers, that old football swag. Like, and you know what I'm talking about. So it's just like, man, with those coaches and them installing and, you know, us listening to them each and every day and, um, just the whole setup of just D.C. And then we're called the Defenders. It's the best team to be on when it comes to defense. Like, what other name can you get besides the Defenders for defense? Like, it's it's crazy. Um, and then um, Washington, D.C. is a great spot, man. Um, you know, um, and D.C., um, I actually went to the uh, Washington Redskins game, Washington Commanders game, um, what, when they played the Falcons, like, last week or the week before last. And it was just a great experience, you know what I mean? So I, I, I definitely love D.C., and um, we'll see what happens. And um, I know we have the best fans. Um, I have a lot of fans follow me on Twitter and stuff already. So it's just like, man, I know we have the most season ticket holders right now also. So uh-huh. that's pretty big. Yeah, over the Battlehawks. So that's pretty big. You know, they say the Battlehawks is the most popular, but we got them in that. Hey, that's good, man. That's awesome. It's good to see a little bit. of. Uh, I think D.C. got the first taste of the XFL, and they really wanted some more of that. Um coming back yeah. into it. So I think their fans realize like, oh, this is actually high level football. Like we want to be a part of that. I think that's a huge piece of it. I wish more fans would be more educated on the fact that, yeah, it's not the NFL, but it's high level football still. It's very high level football with a lot oh, yeah. of highly talented athletes, man. Super, Come super good now. athletes. Yeah. So like Come go out now. and support these guys. If you guys are in the city, 
Go support these guys. Go check them out. Watch the games on TV. Help with the ratings. Do what you guys can to, to help support these guys. Now, CJ, you mentioned earlier in the interview a lot of adversity that you've gone through. You know, you had even mentioned the passing of your brother. But there's all mm-hmm. that was outside of the field, right? That's off the field stuff. But there was yeah. also little. I mean, hit, the the road is like this. You know, when you're when you're yeah. going through life, you know, going through sports and playing as much as you have and getting to where you're at so far. What would you ta- like? What would you tell these young athletes about adversity? And what that's taught you, especially losing someone that's near and dear to your heart, you know, like at a young age, how did you get through that in case somebody else is going through something similar like that right now? Um, no matter what you're going through, this is what I learned from it. And this is the biggest thing that I, I take with me every day, no matter what you're going through in life, you know what I mean? You know? It's sad to say life goes on, but not only that, you got to find out your purpose. You know what I mean? And you got to do, you know, you got one life to live and life is about happiness. So I know that, you know, when I lost my brother, you know what I mean? It kind of hurt me and it, and it made me sit down, but I honestly used it to to come back even harder. You know what I mean? To come back stronger, you know, and I know that's hard to say, you know, when you take a, you know, a loss in your family and stuff like that, but it, it got to be in you. You know what I mean? And I know what I, I know what I wanted to do with myself. I know what I want to do with my life. So I'm not going to say I'm over. I'm still not over. I still wake up every day with that chip on my shoulder, but I knew that that was going to give me the edge to power through anything. Now I feel immortal. Like I can accomplish anything, but at the same time, it's either going to make you or break you, you know, long story short, it either can make you or break you and you have to get back up and you have to tell yourself. And, and, and you know what I mean? You might have to pick yourself back up and say, Hey, look, I can do this. And that's what I did. And um, so anybody out there that's ever going through anything in life and it may, and it may not be death, but I don't take death lightly and it definitely tore me up and it still tear me up, you know, each and every day, but it just adds, it, it makes me go harder, you know, as a person, you know what I mean? And it just teaches you a lot about life. And if you can get over something like that, Oh, nothing can stop you. So, that's the thing. Like when I lost my brother, I knew that, oh yeah, I can't be stopped now. Like I can do anything now. Like it made me kind of like feel like I got superpowers. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like I'm a superhero or something. Like, and it's crazy. You know, I'm glad you said that. It almost makes you feel like you're bulletproof now. Um, yeah. Because it, you, you go through that. Yeah, you go through situations like that. And if you are able to get through them, right? You've got to be able to have the mindset to get through them. But like you said, once you do get through them, you come out so much stronger on the other side. It doesn't mean you don't you don't still have problems with the situation, you know, yeah. obviously or you like don't that. care. Yeah. 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 It not, it just makes me put that armor on. And now I'm fearless, man. Like I'm fearless. Like I can probably run through a wall right now. You know what, what I got in me, you know what I mean? And it's not to the point where it's, it's bad energy It's great energy. It's like, okay, now I want to do the right thing. Now I want to take time and do everything right in life. And I want to get to where I'm trying to go. You know what I'm saying? And maximize mine because my brother's gone. You know what I mean? And not only that, he actually, you know, used to tell me all the time, like, Hey, before he even see me play, he like, bro, you're going to go somewhere. Like, you know, just see me play other sports like basketball and track. And I used to be killing in those things. You know, I was a track star before anything. I know you see the jacket, you know, but uh, yeah, this jacket is old. But at the same time, it's just like, man, you know, just growing up and, and having to go through that and um, just, you know, just a little small things inside the classroom I was struggling with and just, you know, a lot of off the field stuff I was struggling with, you know, nothing real major, but except my brother dying. But at the same time, like I said, man, that right there, that was the key to my journey in my life. And that's how I got here right now. I'm gonna be honest with you. That's how I got here. You know, when he died, I knew I knew in my heart, I said, hey, look, I don't care what I do, but I know I got to make, I got to get there. You know what I mean? I got to get there. I don't care what it takes. I don't care how many days I have to go, you know, not knowing where I'm going to be the day, the day after, but each and every day, I'm going to give everything I got. And I'm going to make sure that I, you know, I do it for me, but not only that, I do it for him too. So it definitely gave me, you know, that strength and that, and that power to just power through anything. I love that, man. I, I hope people, again, I always encourage my listeners to take notes 
on here, I, I would highly encourage you guys rewind that and take some notes, yeah. man. Take some notes so that you guys can take away from these interviews the value that the guests are providing. So what CJ's saying, take notes. He's taking time to chat with us here on the platform. Make sure to take some notes on it. Like use this information, implement it into your lives, into your your not only just your lives, but your athletic careers and whatever else. You know, as we as we wrap it up, CJ, I just want to touch base on two things. First and foremost, you know, Nation's Best is um, you know the the partner here with this particular episode and they're the ones helping sponsor this episode and you've been on their platform and um i want to ask you a little bit about your your understanding of nation's best and anything you know that you have to say about that platform and what they're doing for athletes from an nil perspective um nation's best is a great program um and it's a great brotherhood that we have um honestly it's just a, it's just a culture and it's, it's it's a family type of you know ordeal long story short of, uh, you know, just trying to encourage these young athletes to just do the best that they can each and every day, you know, whether you're on the field or whatever sport you're playing, but we're, we're encouraging them and we're telling them, Hey, we got your back. You know what I mean? And you're doing the right thing. And, and, you know, cause you know, sometimes we get caught up into all the bad things. We don't congratulate the people that's doing the things that they do each and every day. You know what I'm saying? It's trying to strive. You know what I mean? Don't think it's a lot, you know, of people out here that's just, you know, nah, it's some athletes and some young athletes that need some, you know, exposure and stuff too, just like we did. You know what I mean? And I didn't have that as when I was younger, but I know now that, you know, it's, it, it's kind of like, these, this program right here is more programs that we need throughout the world to make it a better place, you know, as far as just, you know, the sports and just, you know, uh, these young, ki young kids and young athletes that need help, you know what I'm saying, to let them know, like, hey, we see you and we want to congratulate you and you're doing good and, you know, and if you need us, we're here, you know what I mean? So, so that's the type of ordeal with Nation's Best. Um, and the NILL side, um, it's, it's, a, it's great, um, you know what I mean? They gave me a lot of, uh, you know, little small little deals and stuff like that. You know, they send me a lot of, you know, nutrition snacks and, um, you know, just all type of stuff, man. You know, it, it's just a blessing to be able to be a part of it. You know what I mean? And, and I, and to just come across a, a organization like this, cause like I said, it's so rare nowadays, you know what I mean? It's kind of like, you know, if you're not into a boys and girls club, you kind of not going to see it no more. You know what I mean? Now uh -huh. that you just catch a, you know, a Turkey giveaway or something like that. But now nah, this organization right here is specifically, like base for athletes like myself that I needed when I was young, like when I was younger, you know what I mean? So I love it. I love what, I love what uh, Bob Smith is doing and I love, you know, just the, what we stand for, you know what I'm saying? At nation's best. Totally, man. Shout out to, to Bob and what he's built over at nation's best, highlighting the athletes the way that he has for the last decade or more. Um, but he's built a pretty solid platform. That's why I love working with him too. And just being able to partner with them on uh, some of these episodes of my own podcast, because you know what I always say, CJ of like, if this was available when I was younger, I mean, I'm 34 now, obviously I'm far past anything of what I would consider a prime, but if I was younger, I was in high school or the early college days again, I would have loved to have a platform like that to like be able to, you know, and have an NIL opportunities as a younger athlete, being able to brand myself a little bit and leverage my name, image, and likeness and stuff like that. So I think it's just an important part of it, you know, as athletes, but shout out to Bob and what they've been able to build on the, on the nation's best platform. Last question for you, CJ, what's your favorite memory up to this point? You've got many memories coming down the line, right? But your favorite memory in football up into this point, what was it? My favorite memory. I'm going to be honest. Uh, I'm going to say uh, it wasn't even an accomplishment. It was like a life lesson. You know what I mean? And I'm going to say this, you know what I mean? And, I, and I'm going to just say it like, you know, it, it wasn't a low, and it was probably the lowest point in my career. 
you know, as far as just football. And, and, you know, I was trying to find myself at a young age and I was in high school. But um, my senior year, I didn't do what I wanted to do. You know what I mean? Just overall as like that year in general. You know what I mean? It's just like, hey, you just imagine an athlete, you know, starting up here and he grows, goes through something and then he drops down. You know what I mean? And uh, it's kind of hard to climb back up. And I think that's what made me what I am today. Um, I didn't want to go through that again. You know what I mean? So what I what I wanted to do is I wanted to learn it. And it, it embarrassed me so much and it hurt me so much and it hurt my heart so much that I didn't do what I wanted to do that season. And in that that year to the point where I knew in the back of my head, OK, this is a scar that I have forever. And I will make sure that, you know, this will never happen again. And when I'm going to go more into detail, what I mean by that is. I didn't get a chance to sign a D1 offer. I had a lot of interest. You know what I mean? I had a lot of schools that wanted me. Two, I didn't take advantage of the opportunities I had in the classroom. You know what I mean? Uh, and three, I didn't know how to handle it. You know what I mean? It was a lot going on at one time. You know what I mean? And, and the death of my brother just jumped on top of that. So just imagine those three things coming at me in high school and just being a top athlete and I'm popular at this big school it kind of was embarrassing, but I needed that to get where I'm at today. You know what I mean? And, you know, I don't want to speak on nobody else and their journey and stuff like that. But, you know, the turtle always win the race. You know what I mean? And um, it's a, a lot of people did it the right way. And they did what they did. They got a chance to play at these big schools. They got a chance to show these people what they got. And, you know, like I said, the turtle always win the race. And now it's my turn. You know what I mean? So that definitely made me who I am today. And that's the biggest thing that I want to point out with my career that I can just say, hey, look, I, if, if I could do anything different, you know, I do everything different but that because that's what made me. I love it, man. I love the inside, brother. Thank you for sharing that. Where can we find you, CJ? Where can we follow your story at? Um, Instagram, Twitter, you mentioned a couple social media platforms. Where can we follow mm -hmm. your journey? Because I'm sure the listeners are going to be like, oh, well, he's going to report in January. I want to kind of follow his XFL journey. So Tell us where we can follow you so I can put that here in the description. Okay. Uh, Instagram is um, at BigPlayCJ7. Uh, everything spelled the right way. B-I-G-P-L-A-Y-C-J and the number seven. Um, same is on Twitter and uh, same is on Snapchat. Uh, and I got TikTok. I think TikTok is CJ Anthony under CJ Anthony three sevens. Yep. I think that's what it is. But yep. So I'll be posting a lot. You know what I mean? But it's definitely going to be a lot more business. And it's actually like almost it's literally a month away. And we have a team meeting tonight. So it's kind of I'm going to be kind of busy, but I'm definitely going to, you know, because I know it's a lot of young people that look up to me and a lot of them don't say nothing. But I'll be seeing them watching. A lot of them do say stuff. So you just never know who's watching either. And um, so I'm going to be posting, you know, just, you know, not even just everything that I think need to be out there and just let these people know, hey, what's going on with me? And, and it's just not even about me. It's just to let them know, like, hey, look, this is the journey. This is what it takes. I got here. You know, what I mean, it just. I, the, the best feeling of all, you know what I mean, that I'm probably going to, you know, post a lot is my name, you know, just to see your name somewhere and knowing what you've been through and just be able to say, hey, look, dang, I did it. You know what I mean? When all odds was against me. So that's the biggest thing. So them people, you know, you guys can follow me on um, on those social uh, social networks and um, I'll be posting, you know, frequently. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm going to make sure to put those here in the description. For all those who are listening, make sure to check the description. You guys can click the links here below to which once he just said here, um, I'll have all the links hyperlinked there so you guys can uh, click those and go follow his story. And I just want to say thank you, CJ, for, for joining us and being willing to share your story. And you got a fan in me. So I just appreciate you being willing to join the podcast, man. Thank you so much. All right, man. Thank you for having me, man. Um, I, I love what you're doing. I like your setup. Hey, you got everything ready. You're geared up over there. I love it. You got the mic. Hey, you 
hey, you ready? You in the game? Don't think you don't think you ain't doing something right. You doing something right? You got all that. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, stay ready. Ain't got to get ready, right? That's 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 hey, what I learned from that, you, right? <laughs> hey, that's the one. That's the one. Absolutely, brother. For all those who are listening, I hope you guys enjoyed it as well. Make sure to leave us a, a review on Apple Podcasts if you guys are new to the show. It's your first time tuning in. Hey, just leave us a five-star review. Let us know what you thought of the interview with CJ. And uh, we'll be coming to you next week with another interview. Take care. Guys, thanks so much for listening to another episode of my show. Now, if you could go and do me a favor, head over to iTunes, give me five stars, and leave me a review. It would be greatly appreciated. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your support.